You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the Heemy76 bringing us in episode number 175 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris. Here on my guy, Dude Dog. What up, what up, what up, what up? And we are talking today about the Super Bowl, about the trade deadline. And, well, that's pretty much it. But, Jared, let's start with the trade deadline in the NBA. I, you know, usually we have more than just the two, but, you know, so. Like, ain't really much I'll talk about. All ain't really much I'll talk about. All weekend, time of the year. Super Bowl, you know, I think after that, it's something else. There's certain there's a, there's something else in the middle of this that I'm forgetting. No, there's another like all star like maybe hockey. I'm not sure. No offense to, to my hockey fi- my hockey fans out there. I'm just you know. Yeah. Holla at me. I treat hockey like like I treat basketball. Holla at me in the playoffs. No. Yeah. Now playoff hockey legit, but we whatever we'll get there. Jared, let's run down the list of trade deadline moves. This is from the Athletic. Um, they have a list compiled of the deadline moves. Um, we'll go through each one, see what we you know, see what we think about it. You know, if it's eh, we'll eh, but you know, if it's something we need to talk about, we'll kind of elaborate more on it. We start with a team that made a lot of moves this deadline: the Detroit Pistons. They uh, acquire yeah, super sellers, bro, but they acquire. Uh, Simone Fontecchio from the Jazz. They give up Kevin Knox and some other pieces. Hemi76 always said that the, the, the Pistons won't be legit until they get rid of all the busts they have on their roster. Kevin Knox was one of the busts he talked about. But they he picked is, him up, though. It's not like they, like... They, and no, no, no. They didn't draft all of them, but they had, they had like, four legit busts on that well, team. Well, yeah. One of them was killing Hayes, and they cut him, so... And they, and they cut him. They didn't even try... They told him to get out. Well, I mean, there was no, there's no market for him. There was like nobody wanted him. Nobody. Yeah, no, I mean, no. maybe overseas wasn't back, but nobody yeah, wanted him. Maybe he can go back to France. Xavier Tillman goes from Memphis to Boston. They give up sec- two second round picks and Lamar Stevens. Monte Morris goes to Minnesota. Uh, they give up Shake. I f- completely forgot about Shake. Shake, Shake Milton, Troy Brown, and a second round pick goes to Detroit. Detroit, the the purgatory. Buddy Hill goes to the Sixers. Sixers give up Marcus Morris, Furcon, Corkmoss, and three second round picks to Indiana. Good move. I'm assuming you 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 you've been talking about Buddy Hill forever. Man, because we should have got him like three years ago. Now the move's good. I mean, listen, still upset the Sixers didn't get Alice Caruso. Still upset the Sixers get Andre Drummond when you find out there was works talks to get Drummond. And the Bulls fell through because they were looking to get another big. Like they still have something to play for. Yeah, I mean, big, the, Chicago. Up. Chicago didn't really. So, so there was a lot of rumors about Chicago really didn't want to make any moves because they they They're they thought they could make a playoff run. I mean, Chicago hasn't done nothing since they used their free. I don't remember the last time Chicago made a trade. To be honest, I don't remember the last time Chicago's actually had a front office that knew what to do when it comes to you know handling the off the court basketball because right now the roster construction has been horrible. If it wasn't for this emergence of Kobe White, which, you know, finally. Because a lot of people liked him, like me included, liked him when they drafted yeah. him. Just yeah. never got the minutes, never got to see him. And, and, and just wasn't finally. consistent when he did, you know. He cut, remember, he cut. He had, had the hair, cut the hair. Seemed like he lost a little bit of the power. Then he brought the hair back, and now he's flourishing. I think, yeah, I think if, there's power in the hair. If it wasn't for him as a saving grace, this team would be in the gutter yet again. The Sixers let me down not getting Alice Cruz or Drummond. But, but yeah, but no, but. But the Bulls did not give up give up Drummond. They did not give no, off yeah. um, Karouf. So they didn't move anyone. They didn't move no, the Rosen. So it's fine. I think the Sixers were let down in an upgrade at the same time. Great move getting Buddy Hill, right? You get a 40% okay. shooter. We're one of the worst teams from the three-point line this season since and, he needs uh, injury. Or even, yep. honestly, it might have been without the first injury. Yeah, the first MB. injury, we've been one of the worst three-point shooter teams. It's only gotten worse since his injury has sidelined him further. Uh, Buddy Hill comes in as a 40% shooter. His point production should go up because he was a 12.5-ish points mm-hmm. per game guy on the fast-paced uh, Indiana Pacers. That's going to change now with the Sixers. He should go up to at least 15, 16 a game, I believe. 40% shooting is huge. Yeah, I know he's a defensive liability, but we can kind of make up for that. 
if we get a semblance, oh, a resemblance of the Embiid that's been playing this season, if and when particularly he does come back, then yeah, I think it's a very huge upgrade for the Sixers because you just needed somebody that could really shoot the lights out of the ball off the pick and pop with Embiid or off a screen and roll, which is something that Seth Curry flourished in. I think Buddy Hill flourished in as well. Uh, Sixers other trades that I, I guess I'm not happy with, but I understand the logic. The Pat Bev trade to the Bucks wasn't horrible. It wasn't. Right, horrible, okay, horrible, okay, 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 okay. Your we'll, dog. I like the vet. Uh, we'll we'll get there. They gave up Cameron Payne. They, get, no, they we, got a we second. Got Cameron Payne. We didn't give up. I'm, I'm they, they being Milwaukee gave up Cameron Payne. They gave up a second round pick. The Sixers also moved Daniel House. Smart. You saved 18 million doing that. That's and genius. and Detroit sent back another second round pick. So they replenished some of those second round picks they gave yeah. up to get healed. You got another one for Pistons, Springer too. Pistons did wave house. I was very upset about the Springer thing. You were very upset about Springer. I was. I was cool. I was. No, I was very because we had just talked about the 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 potency of a Springer Max uh, a Springer Beverly defensive lineup off the bench if you're spelling Maxie's minutes. Now Heald's a ter- a worse defender. Maxie's yeah. not a great defender. Yeah. And you bringing in Kyle Lowry or whoever else oh, on the buy-in market, they're not great defenders. The rest of the team already isn't great defensively. Like, I mean, okay, unless you plan on using Oubre and Batum as, like, super safety kind of almost wings, your, your guards are going to get cooked. And I, I you're going to funnel everything in the Mo Bamba and Paul Reed, and they, they already issues with foul trouble. I just don't think it's – like, I, I okay, if you want to give up one, fine. Either one, like, if you want to give them up for whatever reason, I could understand that. But to give up both, both was uh, uh, I, 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 again, I understood. I don't like. Trades, I don't like I don't, giving up both. Springer made sense to me. Uh, we weren't going to play him come postseason. Let's be for real. Like when we play him now, out of convenience because we just are wild. So, up. but but also with that, I think with these moves that the Sixers made, like you, we mentioned House, we mentioned but Hill, the you know moving House, moving Ferk and 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 uh, Marcus Morris and Springer and all these other guys, they have nobody. Besides NB, Paul Reed, and there's a third person whose name I'm missing, signed under contract next year. They have all this money. They're back uh, under the luxury tax. Like, okay, if they Maxie, plan on reason. I guess you could just consider Maxi because we're paying him. So. Okay, yeah, but he's, as of right now, he's not under contract, which is my point. No, so yeah, it's nobody. He's not under, so it's, it's nobody NB. It would have been Springer, but we just and, Okay, maybe been Springer. All right, so anyway. You have this flexibility. You bring in Hill. Maybe you plan on re-signing Hill. I think they were going to try to go get Hill anyway in free agency. So at least you kind of get him acclimated to the team and get him, get him used to it. I think for me, this almost seemed like they punted on the season, on the regular season at least. I think so, yeah. Like yeah. They, don't, they don't give a damn how, where they go from whatever, you know, 1 to 10, as long as they're 1 to 10. It's as long as Embiid can come back. As long as Embiid can back, we don't know. But, we, market, you're but we don't. But we don't know Embiid's injury. So that's why you don't we care. Don't know the severity. Yeah, so you don't care. That's why. But they I think. But I think this. But I think this trade down. I would have. If they wouldn't went out and got like DeRozan or. Still the no, no, I'm saying they still the lost. But I think the the thought process would have been okay. Embiid's definitely coming back. Yeah, but also this one like, doesn't seem like he's no, definitely coming. He just back. had a flap surgery in four to six weeks. You're cooked. Let's be for real. He's not coming. He can't. He can't jump. Even if he does come back, he can't jump. Not the way you want him to. It's going to be the same as what we've seen before. Where he can hit a couple layups, might block a shot when he has that bounce, but he's not going to be the him that we've seen or the him last year either. So you're not rushing it when it comes to the trading line. Again, I was bought in more on the role players. You get as many role. You try and acquire the role players, move all these contracts. That Andre Drummond trade would have been great, just to fell through. And you know probably Covington or somebody would have been in that mix and we just didn't do it. Again, Covington comes back, so that's a kind of good boost for the Sixers, a little bit for defense, but that would have been good for us. But we just – that fell through. And I'd have been I'd, I'd have been much happier grading the Sixers' trade deadline as a B plus A if they got Buddy Hield and Drummond. Just Buddy Hield is like a B because you got, you got the shooting you wanted, but you don't have any substance when it comes to the big man spot. You really don't. Um – Sixers are at this point. I don't think it really matters to them where they end up because if the B comes back and he's they're saying yo he's good and recovered, seventy five percent is what I'm looking for. Then yeah, you don't care who you play one to ten because at this point you know you you gonna make out the first round at least or you you gonna get the second round and do your thing. More we probably look at. I mean, but it also depends on where depend you you say that flippantly, but it depends on where they at. I hope we play Doc. I hope we play Doc. 
That's who I hope we play. I'm way I'm looking. There's a lot of the what's going. The Bucks made a, a calm trade getting Bev right. It was calm. Need a vocal defensive leader. That's what they just got. I mean, yeah, but that team, that team is old. That team, not only is it old, they got too many issues going on. Not Giannis and not Giannis aside, but Dame's going through a lot of personal stuff in his life right now. Like this is a trade that a lot we 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 all loved it and we thought it was going to be great, and then you start finding out there's a lot of personal things he's going through that. It's affecting this game a little bit. Like this isn't the game we've seen, and I'm not. They're saying it's age and attrition. Nah, nah, man. Eight, you don't have a steep decline like this when it's just age. Nah, man. It's your personal life. He's going through a divorce. There's a lot of things that's taking place in his life. The coaching stuff also played a factor in how each player has been playing. And now Doc comes in, and yeah, now Doc got to get acclimated to this team, and they're just not there yet. So yeah, um, Bucks made a calm trade getting Patrick Beverly for defense. It's not horrible. They're going to be playing into the bio market as well. It just was a, a lot of these contending teams. You can see Boston, yeah, but, but Miami and, and Celtics all but of the team guys. but but another team, a contending team that made a great move in my opinion, Gordon Hayward goes to the Thunder. I like that a lot. I like I that like, a lot. This was a common trade. You bring a veteran you bring a veteran in off the bench presence. He has a little bit of a name. Not they say he's gonna start. They say he even, might start. Even if he starts. Even you know if he that, starts. You know what that means though. If he start you got two guys that are getting moved to the bench. One of two guys. It's looking like one of these two dudes. If it's Giddy, oh man, he in hell. Because Giddy, like, it, it just hasn't really fit with that team as of late. Yeah, I would. That's that would be the thought process. If and I don't think I'm, I'm wanna... sitting door because of the defense. I don't think I'm sitting door. Yeah, if you're sitting anyone, it's probably Giddy. Which I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna sit Josh Giddy. If he um, is coming as a starter. Uh, like we mentioned. Uh, Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. Trey Mann and Davies Bertans go to Charlotte. A team in the East that made a great move, and I would give their trade deadline an A, is the New York Knicks. Oh, yeah. They go out and get Bion Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. They give up Clinton Grimes, Fournier, who they weren't playing, Malachi Flynn, and two second-round picks. They've secured their bench and starting I, positions. I think so they're, they're, in a very, they're in a very good spot. They might be uh they I you could I could potentially see a Boston Knicks Eastern Conference Finals. That trade when Randall comes back, you have OG's gonna come back in a month. You could run so many different lineups. Um, I don't know if I'm moving Dante Divincenzo to the bench, so that means you're probably having Bojan and Burks both come off the bench. But if not, you could either move Dante back to the bench, start Brunson, OG, Boyan, Randall, and Harenstein, and then have Dante, Josh Hart, and Alec Burke come off the bench. Like, there's so many options you can run now that they have this amount of talent. It, and they still have Precious to chew off the bench, who everybody was sleeping on him, but he's been putting up good minutes. Oh, man. It, it's The Knicks are going to be really nice. And they got, like, again, uh, and, two players are free agents come next season, but you, right. you're more than likely going to try and re-sign OG and Boyan Marganovich maybe. And it's, it's like they. This is their push. This this right. team that they're constructing is their push to try and make a finals this year. Because you look at the look at the East, right? The East is wide open. Yep. You you could easily argue that that the Knicks right now are the second best team in the East, hands down. Hands, hands, hands down. down. No, no, not even if they're, they're hands down second best team. In the East. So so you look at a situation where you bring back Burks, who had played in New York, Boyan Bog- and, and and comes off the bench for Detroit. So that train like he's used to coming off the bench and being yep. that six man spark guy, mm-hmm. right? You got Josh Hart, who is also like a great rebounding guard, can, can defend. Yeah, exactly. Can defend, can can make a shot occasionally. Bogdanovich, who is a, a sharpshooter, yeah, always good to ha- always good to have shooters. Always yeah. good to have shooters. And they didn't really give up no, nothing. They gave up nothing crazy. I mean, yeah, like they Grimes was getting Grimes was getting some tick, but he kind of found he was ready to go too. Yeah, he was ready to go anyway. Evan Fournier. He's been sitting uh, for years. Uh, yeah, that's basically he's basically New York New York Corkmoss. Like he had been begging to get out of New York. Mm-hmm. And the like, second round picks, it's like Chris, you know that he no. hasn't got minutes since there. Like even when they just had this lack of, I forgot he was on the team. Like, I forgot he was on the squad. It's that bad that Tom David just didn't like him. Didn't like the outbursts that he's had. Evan Foyer was regulated to the bench, even when there was like there was one game. He wasn't even re- regulated to the bench. He was regulated to hell. Yeah, like there was one game Get where out. they're playing not only Grimes and McBride, they were going so deep. They pulled up G League guys were playing them before Fournier using an afterthought. At least six never had to do that for court moments. 
Speaking of guys that rubbed people the wrong way, supposedly, Grant Williams gets traded out of Dallas. A lot of people suppose, there's a lot of reports coming out now that, that, that people in Dallas were not feeling Grant Williams. Um, They moved him, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. So they had to give up a first-round pick to get him out of there. Like, that's how bad they wanted him to go. And they acquired P.J. Washington from Charlotte. Also, they gave up Rashawn Holmes and a future first-round pick to get Daniel Gafford. I think those were two good moves for a team that needed a, needed a big, honestly. Like, Lively's cool, but he's still a rookie. You bring in a experienced big that can actually do some things on the court. And you get P.J. Washington, which I think would fit better with Derrick Jones and, and uh, Josh Green and obviously Kyrie and Luka. So what do you think about those two moves for Dallas? Honestly, I'm not even going to lie, bro. Good kind of undersells it. Those might have been two great moves for the Mavs because you're always looking at, like, how can the Mavs get better without constantly trying to trade for, like, a star? I remember I had named Jeremy Grant as a guy they might have to go get because they really needed that wing player. Dude, it wasn't fits that bill. You're having a stellar season. Like, it's really been phenomenal, 43 points off the bench one game. Both he and Daniel Gafford are under contract for the next two to three years, so there's a lot of – Again, the cap space that the Mavs are picking up, yeah, it's going to be a little hefty. It might go over the uh, salary tax, but for them, you're looking at potentially now Kyrie, uh, Luka, P.J. Washington, Jones, and Live as your starters, Gafford off bench with Hardaway Jr. Like, you're building the bench that you – oh, no, Josh Green, I think, starts instead of uh, yeah, uh, Josh Green Jones. So it's like you got options now, either top to bottom. Well, I think- I and then you have longevity going to years. You yeah, because you, you, you got Cleveland back. I think he that – uh, this season anyway. He gone. Yeah. So. You know I, mean? I won't even play him now that you had Gafford. I, I wouldn't play him unless really have to, small ball maybe. I think they – I, I think they – I, I mean, I think they do value him. Cleveland's a nice shooter. I, if you know what they what he does. I'm not playing him or Powell now. Powell might be gone. I, I'm not going as in like he, he's off the team or whatever. But Powell, yeah, you regulate to like deep bench minutes because I'd rather much rather play Gafford which we need, and just fits this team's system. I don't need a smaller big anymore. You really, for Lucas and, and Kyrie's game, you need the taller bigs. It's really just how they've been playing. It's their play styles. Both of these guys, like, you know, they're kind of, their games mirror each other, Kyrie and Lucas a little bit. They both need bigger centers than the small ball centers, right? Like, they, like Kyrie's the exception with Kevin Love, but Kevin Love was a rebounding menace and a sharpshooter. Um, for Luka, he doesn't really need you to shoot as much, but he just needs you to catch these lobs when you try to make those passes. Oh, he really needs you to set a hard body screen and block a shot when a defense laps. And that's where they were been missing when Live would go sit. Now you bring Gafford, that helps a lot. PJ Washington, one of the better pick and roll players in the league right now. And I'm not even just talking as a screen setter, which he's done some of the most for this his career this far this season. Also off the pop. He's not only not only is he running the pick and roll himself, which he can do, he also is a screen and roller or a screen and fader. So like he's doing either one. So it doesn't have to take the ball to Luca or Kyrie's hands, but if they also want to run a screen and roll with him, with him with the ball in his hands, they could do that as well. So I think it was a good trade for them. Like a lot of people, are like what are the Mavs doing? I think that worked out phenomenal for them because it got out Grant Williams, who, Chris, uh, the rumor goes even deeper than just rub people the wrong way. He had switched his signature shoes that he were playing in from the Lucas to the Tatum. Went right back to the Tatum's, I guess. I guess uh wasn't like liking the comfortability of wearing the Luca Doncic uh, signature sneakers. I don't know what was going on. I don't know why he was having an issue with that team. Maybe just a role. He thought he'd have a more defined role. That's why he left Boston. That's why he went to become a starter for the Mavs. And, you know, when you end up getting benched, eventually it, it does probably rub you the wrong way as well as other people. When, yeah, but, I mean, he, he started off hot and his production fell off a cliff. Yeah, dude, I was at the game where Luka had – I think it was uh, it was Luka – the, I was gonna say Luca versus the Bulls. It was he had a triple double, but it was the Mavs versus the Bulls in Dallas. And Grant Williams had seven threes that night. Like, I, and I think I tell you to say, man, who would expect that Grant Williams with twenty six points career high? Like, who was expecting that? But he hit like he was hitting threes like out the wazoo, and he, that's the game he had worked on over the se- the summer, like working on his catching through threes, making sure he can knock down the open shots because that's what basically had led to his downfall in Boston and made him hard to play because the defense is there. But if you can't shoot the ball, you start to play a little unplayable come playoff time. So I don't know. I thought it was going to work out there. Unfortunately, it did not, though. So I think the Mavs made very good trades. Like, they're one of the – behind the Knicks, they might be the the, ne- the next winners of the trade deadline, to be honest. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Another team, another move. 
Kelly Olynyk, who I thought the Sixers probably should have been in on, you know, would have gave him a, a nice shooting big man. I wouldn't but hate it. Kelly Olynyk and Ochai Gogby to the Raptors. Raptors man. give up. Man. Slop. The first round pick. So Chris, slop and some just picks. say what it is, man. The, the Raptors get an F. F trade. Ra- Raptors sell. Raptors punt it. Raptors punt, did a clear punt. Are we? Are we even calling this a punt? The Raptors just yeah. man, they they just answered the phone call that came their way and said, "Yeah, bro, Raptors, bring it to us. Bring it to Raptors us. punt it." Also, another move they made: they acquired Spencer Dinwiddie uh, for for Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. Waved and him. they did, and they did cut him. Like, like, come on, like they were just making trades just to make them. They, 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 they sold. They, they punted. They to, which they is punted. like why I'm wondering why they didn't move off of Bruce Brown. They had the chance. Like that's the bag you want to keep on your books going into the end of the season and next season when he can opt into that second 25 million. And other people are saying, oh, it's not 25. Okay, even if it's 23.2 million, Bruce Brown's making 20 something plus million. Yeah, but somebody, else, but some, but you, have, but you have a bunch of teams that will. I think that you have a bunch of teams that may will want to lower their price in the offseason. Well, you know if he opts in, they ain't going no price. If he, he, no, he, no, but like lowering the price as to what they would, you know, what they it would take to acquire him. Oh yeah, because I'm not giving a first round pay for Bruce Brown. Right. right. You know, but 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 if you get yeah, the op the the argument that Toronto may have is you have him under control for two more years, theoretically. Not even two, dude. I want to. Well, you have him under control. Give I need I need another pick versus okay. You don't maybe have him after this year. Give me give me just like whatever. Give me something. Give me something because I mean like shoot, he's he literally got he signed to a two year fifty twenty five twenty five like that's it. In oh, the second year is an opt in. Like he's good. So I, I don't know. Raptors just they, yeah they punted the season, which is fine. I, we said they're either gonna be they were in my fringe buyers slash sellers. They sold they sold they sold a lot. I also think I think they could have sold a little bit more, but that was up to Masai Ujiri. Lakers got another F this trade deadline. This time, just for just sitting still. What I mean, what could they have done? Nothing. That's really. What, I mean, you say, they what could they have done? There, there's no move they could make. Like Royce O'Neal, David Roddy go to Phoenix. Three second round picks and cash go to the Nets, and Utah Watanabe goes to Memphis. Doug McDermott goes back to Indiana. They give up Marcus Morris in a second round pick and cash to the Spurs, and the Spurs are going to cut Marcus Morris. Yeah, I think Marcus Morris got cut. Yeah, dude, don't tell me Sixers gonna bring Marcus Morris back. Oh, you can't. You You can't. Not allowed to. NBA rules stick. You can't do it. Thank the Lord. Corey Joseph goes to the Pacers. uh, Warriors get a second round pick. Delano Banton goes from Boston to Portland. Celtics get Jaden Springer, as we mentioned, and then Robin Lopez went to the Kings, and they cut him. Did uh, that Royce O'Neal trade? Did they get? Did they go to the Suns as well? Royce O'Neal, yeah, Royce O'Neal and David Roddy go to uh, Phoenix. I like that one. It's not horrible. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. Malaysia's McDermott, right. McDermott, Indiana. I mean, Indiana. Bro, they made they, some really, moves. they brought back two of the guys that they already. They had, they basically replaced. They basically replaced McDermott with. I'm um, healed with for McDermott. That's fine. That's fine basically. for them. That makes sense. I wouldn't have it anyway. You got to keep your shooting up. Yeah, man. Uh, Lakers probably sold this one, and it's not their fault. It's, it's not their fault. Really they're in a bad. Good. They're in a bad situation. Because they're, what do you what do you do there? Like you trading who, for Dejounte doesn't move the needle. Let's be yeah, fair. It doesn't move. There the was needle. no there was no trade that they could make that was going to. Zach Levine wasn't moving a needle, and he opted into the surgery, so he was out the season anyway. D'Angelo Russell basically played himself out of trade talks. Like he, he, that's how good of basketball he played the last month and a half. You know, you're not. They're not trying to trade Reeves. I guess they're just now going to stand pat and wait for. Gave Vincent to come back healthy and Vanderbilt to come back and look try to run this team that they constructed. This free agency, the trade, the, the, the team that we said was a B plus A free agency signing. Now they're trying to like look to look to this team and say, Yeah, we need y'all to dig deep and really go and help make a push for the playoffs, which is fine because one of the biggest teams that we thought was gonna, you know, make a make make some type of move or resemblance of something. Didn't the Warriors? They kind of you know just got the second round pick and they're kind of I mean, out for me. But what move could I'm just saying? Like, there's a lot of teams that okay, yeah, we didn't. Even no, 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 I'm not. not what guy is not Mucha? I'm not like playoff wise. Warriors, we, we we always think Warriors are going to be in the playoff conversation. I don't think they really are. That's the move I was talking about. I'm, trade wise, there's nothing that Warriors have for anybody besides Steph Curry or Kaminga. But now he's untouchable because why wouldn't he be? If you're if you're the Warriors, you're watching him play basketball next to Steph Curry. Yeah, you, you don't want to give that up right away. And then the Steph Curry, who are arguably every team would sell the house for. 
if if not, you know, named like your your Cole Jokic or Uga Doncic, right? Like everybody's giving away the farm for Steph Curry, but Warriors aren't trading Steph. I wouldn't trade Kaminga. Clay's unplayable, so you can't trade him. Honestly, you, you can barely play him. That's hence the word. Draymond's back, but it's just like he's the same guy. He's not his game's gonna be his game. It's a Warriors game, but now he probably might get moved off in the free agency. But nobody wants him this season. Um, there's really nothing else there, Chris. Like, there really aren't, isn't anybody else you could really mention that has any significant value for other teams. Like, maybe you could say Looney could have got moved, but not a lot of teams are trying to play a six nine center, right? Like, he plays bigger than what he is, but he's he's a six nine center. He's shorter than Bam Adebayo. Chris Paul has no realistic value besides that pool trade that they had made, and then you have guys like Moses Moody or uh, Jackson everything, but they haven't shown enough this season to say, oh, yeah, they're granted, you know, more than mm -hmm. second-round picks, if that, in players that you can get back. And the Warriors, nobody wants to really probably trade a player. They probably take cash consideration and second-round picks for those players. So that doesn't help the Warriors at all. So, yeah, they, they, they're kind of out. Like, they're another team that was – like, you just handicapped yourself like the Lakers, so you can't do anything for yeah, – there's, there's a lot of times where you have – no move to make. You can't. Yeah. You like, you can't can. really make a move that's going to move the needle. Nope. And we didn't see, like, we didn't see teams really make big splashes. Yeah, like, the right, biggest splash, right. the biggest splash was the Knicks. Yeah. And that's why the Knicks get an A. Dallas was the next biggest splash. I'd give them, I'd give them, honestly, B maybe plus, a B+. Minus. Plus, yeah, B plus, plus A minus. Yeah, I'll like, I'll end, like, it's like an 88 out of 100. Like, yeah, A feels 88, like Knicks was a good 92 out of 100, you know. Uh, I'd give them Knicks about 94. That's still fine. That's still A. Solid. Very, very good. I'm not giving really... 90 anything for the Mavs. Is like, uh Like, it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's very good. It's, 88's it's, a good grade. 88's a very good grade. B plus. It's about 88. Sixers, that, 65. Bums. I, I give is about a yeah, 70. Bums. No, Bums. yeah, this seventy in totality. Seventy heel trade itself was an eighty-two, which is probably a two K overall. But the heel trade itself was eighty-two. Team stinks. Uh, trade deadline definitely a seventy. You got to see for me. See trade deadline in general. It was mid this yeah. year. Wasn't as good as last year, but the last year had the stardom trades, right? Like a lot of star power got moved around, stuff like that. And I guess that's what everybody looks for for trade deadline. A star got to get moved, and sometimes it doesn't happen. The buyout market this year is oof, borderline fringe. Uh, please, knock on wood, that the Sixers do not acquire Kyle Ari. It's not like I, it's not like he's a bad player. No, no, that's not true. He's pretty bad now. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't like Kyle Ari's like well, he, again Philadelphia native, but not all Philadelphia natives play, need to play for Philly at this point. Like if it was Kyle Ari three years ago. Oh yeah, bring him to the team. He'd have started. Now it's like the charges aren't worth what everything else you get on the court. Like, throw your body on the line for me. I loved it, but I, I loved it much more if you were Pat, Patrick Beverly. And the only reason why I think we – because the reason why I think we, they really moved Pat Bev now is because at the end of the day, come the playoffs, his offense – like, even now, his offense wasn't really – it's fringe, and his defense is great, but it's not winning you any games, and they just were probably looking for more offensive power. Because we did get to keep Kenyon Martin, who I, I like, man. I like keeping Kenyon Martin. I hope we keep him. Like, he has a lot of potential. And yeah, man, Sixers, yeah, C, C grade, C grade. Raptors F, huge F. Like, if you can give worse grade than F, they should have. Raptors, no, Raptors got an A. For the, what are you talking about? Raptors got an A. They completed their plan to perfection. The punt. <laughs> P U N C, fourth down, they punting it. They, oh, man. Oh, so, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about all of the, the prop bets and, you know, how many times will they show Taylor Swift on the, on the screen. And, Which isn't that often. Yeah. They, they uh, I think ESPN or somebody broke it down for all the haters out there. It's only like two-second clips. 12-second total runtime so far in all of her clips combined. 12 seconds. I mean, for people who are looking for a reason to be mad, that's a good reason that just like you know how that they do the running with the bulls and you get the little red joint and the bull supposed to run through it. Like that's that's the same concept that's going. Like if you already mad at the Chiefs and or Taylor Swift and or the NFL and or the media, I mean a two second clip, you're gonna set you right off. Especially if your team's losing. <laughs> 
Oh, especially if the team is losing. But we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. People often ask us how we got started, you know, doing straight to the point, started podcasts and things like that. We wanted to bring our opinions to the forefront. We wanted to let people know what we thought. You know, we saw a lot of bad takes. We figured what's two more bad takes. Um, but, you know, why why do a podcast? And people don't realize it's so easy. It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. Record studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is a little shaky. If you ever thought about podcasting before and realized you needed a lot of different tools and services, don't worry, those days are over. With Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major services. You know, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, go to Zencaster.com slash pricing, use our code STTP podcast, you know, just like the socials, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same experiences that we do. So get out there and tell the world what you got to say. Use Zencaster today, Zencaster.com slash pricing, and don't forget the code STTP podcast. All right, Jared, let's talk about the Super Bowl, the big game, the the NFL championship, essentially, is what it is. But um, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas this year, headlined by Usher as the halftime performer. Jared, I know you're already in Las Vegas doing some Super Bowl coverage for us. Um, talk to me about how, how the city is preparing. What are you seeing the landscape out there while you're out there on assignment. Man, they getting lit. <laughs> you would think this is like Raiders Super Bowl. This is, you know, Taurus is out. Fans are having fun. Celebrities are around. Summer Walker's having a little event, I think, later tonight. It's a, people are having their fun. Will you, will you be there? No, 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 man. I got to. What, 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 what celebrity parties will you be attending? Oh, the casino. Because I will be throwing a couple bets in. Uh, yes. I need a to, real, I need a real Super, gambler. I need this Super Bowl to, uh, you know, turn some things around. Who knows? Um, it's been they, they're having fun though. Uh, not just fans, but players as well doing their thing. Vegas is coming, is like you know, emerging sports city. They're mm. trying. They're really trying to like monetize and capitalize on it all. And this is a great Super Bowl to do it. Wish it was two other teams, aka the Ravens. But, um. Love to see Mahomes yet again make it to the Super Bowl. This is be Brock Purdy's first chance doing it. This will be Kyle Shanahan's second attempt of dethroning Patrick Mahomes. So, see how that goes. I, you know, Chris, we want to do a quick prediction. I got the Chiefs. But other than that, you know, uh, it's, it's nice to see yet again Andy Reid back in the Super Bowl. It's always nice to see that. That's the only thing, that's the only solace I could take out of it as a, as a Eagles fan who yet again has to watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you mentioned Kyle Shanahan. You know his his documentation is well well respected for blowing leads in big games. You know he blew a ten point lead mm-hmm. to Kansas City in their last Super Bowl four years ago. He uh, was the offensive coordinator of a twenty eight to three blown lead mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl. Um, which he doesn't get enough slack for that. It's nope. like every time I mention Kyle Shanahan, I will mention that he was the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons yep. who blew a 28-3 to lead yep. in the Super Bowl. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you look at the totality of this game, I think it's going to come down to what team runs the ball more consistently. Now, I know that's – Crazy to think about when you have Mahomes and you have a guy in Purdy who, and for different points of the year, were MVP conversationalists. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were in the conversation. But I think this game is going to come down to which team runs the ball most effectively and consistently. Kansas City can run the ball. San Francisco does does seem vulnerable to, you know, running. You know, like, they want to pin their ears back and attack the quarterback and come up and attack. But they – especially that Detroit game, we talked about it. Detroit was running the ball on them consistently, and then they kind of got away from it. Mm-hmm. 
Kansas City has no problem leaning into the run game because their wide receivers aren't the greatest this year. You know, Travis Kelsey's still Travis Kelsey, even if it's just more name versus production. But Travis Kelsey's there. But Pacheco is the is the start as, you know, that is the straw that stirs the drink, as they say. Like he's the one that gets their offense really in gear when he's able to make a a seemingly two or three yard run and he's able to kind of push the pile and make it a five, six, seven, eight yard run. Yeah. You know, that that momentum is what carries it carries that offense. And then then you have Mahomes back there being Mahomes. For San Francisco, they have the weapons. McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, um, Kittle. Like they got the pieces. But if you're Kyle Shanahan, do you really want to do you really want to put the ball in Brock Purdy's hands to win the Super Bowl? Like I I would be kind of hesitant. I'm not even going to lie. I'd, I'd be, be I'd be I'd be remiss to say that he hasn't showcased the greatness throughout this season and last season, right? I, I, it'd be negligent to be like, "Oh yeah, no, nah, man, that dude's got a fraud, whatever." He's not. It's a very good quarterback. He showcased why they made the right decision trading Trey Lance. They made the right decision making him the starter. But this is your first Super Bowl, and this is your first playoffs, and you haven't been stellar yet. Like, let's be for real. Like, he hasn't been um, all out amazing to the point where I'm just like, oh, yeah, dude, this dude's going to go in there and knock Mahomes' socks off, right? Like, he, he's going to outplay Mahomes. If you look at the game versus the Packers, 252 yards, one touchdown. He had an 86 passing rating or quarterback rating. 59% completion. A game against the Lions, 267 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. 89% uh quarterback rating. He it wasn't it wasn't a great game. Like his last high quality game might have been early in the season against the Eagles. Commanders, maybe it was the last game of the season for him where he just was killing them. But in games like this where he hasn't thrown for 300 yet, if this becomes a shootout. I don't know how much faith I'd have in him over Patrick Mahomes where Mahomes None. showcased it. If it's a shootout, if this is a shootout. And that's what the, the commanders have been in. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. The 49ers have been in throughout this playoffs are high-tier games. Like These aren't games that are less than, well, let's say, no, let's be for real. There aren't less than 25 points per, for both teams. These are games that are over 45. Over. Well, in, in, in the Green Bay game, the Green Bay game was kind of a – the Green Bay game, they had to – put points up in a hurry because they were losing that game. They were behind in both games. If I mean if you get behind the Kansas City though, you don't it's, really want to be you don't really want to be possible behind to come Kansas back City. though because if you just look at how you know the Ravens were behind and there's opportunities. Now the Ravens blew those opportunities, but there were opportunities that I don't think I don't think that the Ravens opportunities the 49ers would have blew those, right? I think the 49ers might have potentially scored and tied it up and then you would have had to see more Mahomes magic. If they if he was in a different if there was if if, if this game was to turn into like what happened with the Ravens, Chiefs mm-hmm. and it's a championship game, right? Yeah, but if you look at the look at that Detroit game, Kansas City, I do think Kansas, I mean Kansas City, a team that's been there, done that. They're not going to drop the ball twice on fourth down. I would hope not. You know what I'm saying? Like San Francisco has been in, San Francisco has been teetering on the edge of blowout for the past two weeks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? For the our past two games, I should say. And yeah, they came back and they're resilient, but Kansas City has proven time and time again they are not the team that you want to to mess around with. Nope. Like, yeah, like there's te- there's teams that they struggle with, like there's te- they, they but they don't necessarily blow teams out, right? They don't necessarily blow teams out. Not this year. San Francisco has, if Detroit converts one of those fourth downs, that's win. probably. That's probably like a 35-10 game because yep. San Francisco scored because they got the ball after halftime and then turnover. So they're able to put two point like two quick drives together and got back in the game. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you can sit here and say, okay, if Kansas City is up 24-7. Oh no, I don't think they lose that. They, they, oh no. No, not with Mahomes. I don't think that happens. So if I'm San Francisco, they got come. They got come out. They got to come out on fire. Like they can't come out flat. Like they've been coming out flat the past couple of weeks. They got to come out ready to go. Yeah. Like I, I, like good teams, 
usually good teams don't come out flat consistently. But, like, a lot of their big games, except for the game they played Dallas. The game they played Dallas, they put their foot on Dallas' neck from the jump. Yeah. But even in the game the game they played the Eagles, right? They they did end up cooking the Eagles, right? And that was the best game of right. probably Purdy's season. Right. But they came out flat in that game. They were they were they were on the verge. If that if that if the Eagles put some things together, that game was probably going differently. Yeah. They came out flat against Baltimore. Like Baltimore cooked them from the jump. Oh yeah, dude. They they got they came out, but they came they came out flat against Green Bay. They came out flat against Detroit. Like, how many times can you come out flat and expect to turn these things around? And my issue is, how does Mahomes really play the AFC? Right, like that you mentioned the Ravens game. He threw four interceptions. That was one of his worst games. I think he got benched that game, right? Like that was one of his worst performances of the season. You're talking about Purdy, Purdy, not Mahomes. Uh, you said Mahomes. I'm sorry. Purdy. I'm sorry. Um, Purdy plays AFC. That was one of his worst performances ever. When he played the Jags, he was reasonable. He had a three-touchdown game, 296 yards. But when he played the Browns, another competently defensive team, he struggled. So right now, it's it's not – again, I don't know if it's just how he plays versus AFC teams, but he doesn't look great. The pressure is going to be – it's a lot of pressure on you. You're in Vegas, bright lights. You have the talent, right? Like You got the weapons. There's no excuse for that. You have McCaffrey – Kittle, Ayuk, Debo. You got the guys there where it looks like when you look at offensive firepower on his side compared to Mahomes' side, you beat them. Three to one. Literally. Yeah, three to one. Literally. So it's like it now just comes down to how do you play as a quarterback? And that's really what this match is all about or how the quarterback's going to play out and how the defense is going to react. The 49ers defense have given up a lot of passing yards, which I thought was a rarity for them because their defense was known for the secondary in their linebacker core. Now it's kind of focused more on the D-line and, the, and their safety. And now that they're talking about bench and Chase Young, it also comes up with the questions as to how much pressure they're going to be giving Mahomes. But also the, the Chiefs defense has stepped up in ways that I just didn't expect. So I'm not, I, I don't want to discredit the 49ers because I think they have a real shot. This game I think is going to be a shootout. I think it's going over the 45 that I, think that it, I saw yesterday. I think it's going the over. They're right now the favorites, the 49ers. Which I think that's a that's that's a little shaky. That's like I that's like making I can't bet it. I can't bet against Mahomes. I'm I can't, sorry. Dude, I can't. That like basketball reference. If you say Mahomes is the underdog, that's like saying Steph hitting five threes is a plus one hundred and twenty. Like, come on, that that man's consistently I mean, lower low, lower. Uh, give me four. Don't give me five. You didn't say four. Then that's plus. Two. Let's say they put plus one twenty. Give me four plus three. money. I, I I'll take it. You're I'll taking take that. that. You're, you're throwing a thousand on that, Chris. It's Steph Curry for hundred for four threes. No, you're no, I'm not throwing. Th- I'm not throwing a thousand on that. I'm, I'm not throwing a house. like you, but I'm throwing a house on it because why? You don't you don't never put them in underdog odds because it's. it's Steph Curry, just like Patrick Mahomes, these are some of the greatest players that play in their sport, in their position. And I never, I never want to see what's the, what's the com- What's the comparison? Because there is some correlation there between Steph and Mahomes. Like, what I is think it's, it? I think it's just the the, the stardom, the uh, allure of what they've done and who they like are competing against. Uh, for for Steph, it's now it's not really Jordan, it's LeBron in Magic, like, that's the two people they've always been, like, Steph's the greatest point guard, so you got to compare him to Magic, and then Steph and LeBron have been going head-to-head since they, since Steph's emerged, and then for Mahomes, it was, okay, you're, you, you've beaten a lot of your own competition, so now we have to just put you at the competition of the, the superstars is Tom Brady, which who he played and lost to, so now it's like, you're chasing Tom Brady, you're chasing all the older greats because the, your class the guys you're going against, you've you've beaten them more times to count, right? Like, like there's no real rivalry between Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like, yeah, they might say there is, and if there probably is one between the two, but in reality, when the playoffs come, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, Josh it's Allen never so, It's more so Bills and Chiefs. It's less Mahomes. Yeah, it's, and like, Allen, but that's Mahomes what I'm saying. Like, you have no real, maybe, maybe. The only person I throw in is Joe Burrow because that game was back and forth. I loved it. That was a shootout, and then we. The outcome just wasn't what you Burrow, wanted. Burrow tends to get the upper hand on Mahomes. Yeah, Burrow might be the one guy that I'm like, oh yeah, he he goes back and forth with Mahomes and he can he wins some games and he holds his own. Everybody else though, that's all. It's like, man, I like to throw hurt like in there, but you can't. Like you could argue, 
You could, or I mean, you could if you really wanted to, if you wanted to make that stretch because they he's beating them head to head. What you just said though, that stretch. It's a stretch because they don't. They it's a cross conference. Usually, across conferences, you don't have the same things. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't really see like you really hear about cross conference quarterback battles because they don't really play that often. So when they do, it's supposed to be like that much greater. And right now, yeah, but. I mean, they played twice. Mahomes doesn't have that comp yet. It doesn't even real. Mahomes doesn't have that comp yet. I mean, yes, but the comp for Mahomes is in his conference. It's the it's Burrow. It's it's Allen. It's Lawrence. If you want to throw him up there, it's Herbert. If you want, it's supposed to be Lamar. It's supposed to be supposed to be Lamar. But they don't. But they they don't play that often. They really don't play that often. Even you want to rank them, they mean like there is no comparison between who's the best quarterback. It's Mahomes. Again, Mahomes is. Two championships in already. If he wins this one, this will be his third. He'll have three champions by 28. Would that make him one of the – would that make him the fifth youngest uh, quarterback to win three championships in the NFL? Uh, or he might be second because uh, is Tom going to want to do it? Brady would – I mean, Brady I won three early. I think he'd be the second – he'd definitely be – he had to be the second youngest. He'd be the third. I'm sorry, third. Third so youngest. Who's second? Uh, Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is ah. the second. Uh, or technically, Troy Aikman went first, then Brady, then Mahomes would now be the third. He'd join a short list of some of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And that does, that's huge. Uh, again, my prediction is the Chiefs, obviously. Uh, it's not that I'm – I don't have anything against the 49ers either. People think I'm a 49ers hater. I'm really not. I, I am. I'm a Cowboys hater. Yes. I am but that too. 49ers? No, I'm not. I wouldn't be mad to see them usurp Patrick Mahomes. I just know when we're, we're talking I, about this guy right now, it's just not happening. Okay, listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to be go. completely honest with everyone. Go on a tangent. I can't believe I have to root for Kansas City because oh. I, <laughs> cannot, I cannot stand the fact that the San, cause the San Francisco argument is going to be we would have beat the Eagles last year if we had Purdy, and we would have beat Kansas City last year, mm. and we should have two rings. Mm. That's what it's, it's going to turn into that, and that's going to piss me off. So, for the sake of humanity everywhere, there's nothing you can say. It's not, like, if Mahomes loses, oh, well, like, he'll be back, right? Mahomes yeah. wins, oh, well, he's – I mean, people, he'll be back. Like, there's no – it's, it's whatever, what, right? What we just said. There's like no cop for him in the, like right. It, it's whatever. Like he's he's this generation's Brady. Cool. San Francisco winning. No, absolutely. They won't live that down for. for they'll years. they'll be hanging on. They'll be hanging on the nuts of that ring like the 08 Celtics. No, yeah, honestly, they'll be hanging on it like us. Like we've been hanging on ours. Hush, hush, <laughs> hush! Don't you. Like they're that's why I don't hate 49 fans because they're literally us. They're literally Eagles fans to a T. Die hard for their team. If they win the Super Bowl, they haven't won a Super Bowl what since the since 1984. Yeah, like since ever. Like let's be for real. I wasn't bored yet. The Cowboys um, won a Super Bowl more recently than the 49ers. Right. And then it's like when they win it, yeah, you're gonna hang your head on because they're kind of the Little mirror parallel of us because no, 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 they're not. They, no, they're not. they lost they got, their first week. They, no, 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 they got a, we they got a bunch. They got a bunch of titles. They had Montana and Joe Jerry Rice. I mean, they've been to the Super Bowl more than the Eagles. I don't, don't want to hear they're the same as the Eagles. Okay, the Eagles have sucked up until '99. Then they've been relatively mediocre. Great in that time relatively mediocre no, until the 2010s. No, no, no. What do you mean, Jared? I don't, man. Because I, I look back at some of them seasons, man. We could have been so much better. Okay, if it wasn't for beefs. Or, or okay, but, in, but in, in the in the garage, push ups, you know. What up? But okay, well, even with all of that, the they, even with all of that, they made five NFC Championship games in eight years. They were double double digit wins in the regular season. Made a Super Bowl appearance in the in the two thousands. The two thousands weren't weren't bad at all. The 2010s, a little spotty. They did win a Super Bowl, but they had two rebuilds in the middle of that. <laughs> oh, soft rebuilds. Slow down. That's mid too. But one was rebuild. a hard. One was a hard rebuild. <laughs> the chip anyway, kill years. The chip kill years are, are not fond of it back on. The 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 
terribleness. I watched Pat Shermer coach a game for this team. No, don't no, tell no. me that the Eagles and the Niners are the same. Chris, don't you, tell me that. Just a side note. You remember a name that I used to be like, no way, he might do something for us. Dorian Finney-Smith. Some. <laughs> don't remember, I used to. I remember we made that train. Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Who? Remember Dorian? Not Dorian. I don't know what's his name. Oh my God, not Dorian. Was it the, what was the wide receiver that we traded for the Titans before AJ Brown? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Doriel Green Beckham. Doriel Green. Doriel something. You know. Doriel Green Beckham was the absolute worst, worst six eight wide receiver I ever saw in my life. He was so bro. Now he was so tall. The dude ran four three. He was so fast and tall. Dude was tall, tall and fast and had no hands. That dude couldn't catch for nothing. Couldn't catch a ball. Now the deep ball. Just right between his, right between his hands. Look like a linebacker out there. Sometimes that's that's not fair to linebackers because the the balls is athletic and catch. Oh, he was horrible. And I was like, we traded for him. I'm like, we needed this trade. Better than Jordan Matthews. He couldn't find out Jordan Matthews better than him. Oh, we were down bad. We were down bad some years, Chris. Yeah. So don't sit here and talk to me about the Niners and the Eagles are the same, Mister. They parallels for the past couple years, not. though. No, stop it. Stop it. The Niners <laughs> made multiple Super Bowls and lost. That's fair. All right. Inclu- including the Jimmy G one. And the Jimmy G one, the Kaepernick one, like does if in this scenario, let's say it's same thing. Come down t- they uh come back down ten. Does Jimmy G made a throw to uh Sanders that, you know, ended up being an overthrow or underthrow. Sanders couldn't make the catch. Are you does, are you asking me if that-, make that throw? Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Does Purdy make that throw? Okay, does Purdy make that throw? Probably yes. The real question is, does Kyle Shanahan trust him enough to make the call again? Well, you going to I mean, this is Super Bowl. That's the, the calls you need to make. So I'm asking you, do you think Purdy makes that throw? Because we said if Jimmy makes that throw, they win the Super Bowl. So yeah, Purdy makes that throw. But, okay, if if me and you think that, right, and we know, based on the, the play, we know Kyle Shanahan thought that. Does he have enough... Trust in does he okay if you want to use that word if he does he have enough trust in Purdy to put him in that situation and roll the dice on that situation playing out differently a second time against the, the team in the Super Bowl again you know what I'm saying you got upgraded receivers now I mean Listen, I, again, you say put him, put them in that position. I think it's more how the game dictates, right? If the game puts themselves back in that similar position, similar setup, I'm not saying the score is the same because obviously I, I'm saying shootout. I'm hoping it's not going to be an unders game. I'm hoping shootout because I just I just want to see it for how much of it I can see because I'm in, I'm not, I'm going to be just like Devonta Smith. He's going to be playing Call of Duty. I'm going to go to work. I'm not going to w- watch this Super Bowl that doesn't have my team involved. But – um, when how much of it I do watch if they end up turning into that type of situation, that type of play where it's got to get made eventually. One, one, even if it's a tie game, you got to make that type of play. Does he make that throw? Because that could be the, the, the play that makes or breaks that game. And if we're saying yes, then I don't know. Then Chris, the 49ers might end up coming out with a dub. And I, I, I what, the real thing is like, well, we hate to see that. I don't yes. know. I, yes. like. I don't care if either team wins. I, I, I really don't. I okay, yeah. This is like two I, bad guys in the movies fighting. Like I'm rooting for them to both kill each other. But I, like I said, if Purdy, if Mahomes, if Purdy and the Niners win, it's see, we told you Purdy was the MVP. Oh, see, gosh. Purdy got a ring. Purdy oh, got a ring. Never mind. Yeah. got a ring. I heard enough. Heard enough. Heard enough. I don't even want to see Debo on Twitter talking. Debo, Debo talking out his ass on Twitter. All he, that whole team is arrogant. That whole team. I want that team to fail. Yeah, honestly, if it, I if it, want if it wasn't for fail. Christian McCaffrey, who I do enjoy watching play, I mean, the shit talking they're gonna do. They gotta go. They that team. I don't gonna, listen. I don't, I don't like anyone on that team enough for root to root for them. Yeah, fair. None fair. of them. I'd much rather see if, if Purdy was Kaepernick. Maybe I would root for them. Oh man! But other than I, yeah, that, I might be with you on that. Nah, I'm yeah, cool. I'm cool. Which is crazy because, like, where was it? Where are we? Like, 
two when we when this happened like three four I don't three, no, three, you know what though we were you know rooting what, for Jimmy G though we were rooting for Jimmy G. I, yeah, I was I was rooting for Jimmy G. I was like, rooting for them. Like, we were like, man, we'd love to see Andy Reid get this, but we were really we were like we both. I was kind of nah, We chose the 49ers. We did. It we was more. Them. It was more like in the moment. I think people weren't the Chiefs weren't the Chiefs yet. They weren't. They were, but they were like they were like acting. They were. They crazy. were next. They were, were next. They were, they were going crazy that season. Though. I mean, the, the, like the way they were talking, they talk. The way they were on, like Terry Hill was on Twitter. Well, Kelsey was. I mean, but that's how. I mean, that's how. He, that's how they are. Like, that's they them. were the Forty Nine ers now, though. They were like the Forty Nine. They were the talking to talk, and they yeah, were. But like, you, at that time, at that time, you don't want to. You even with even going back to the NBA, right? There's a lot of people who dislike the Warriors for the same kind of perceived arrogance. Yep, me. Right, I'm a Steph Curry fan, but everybody usually usually the team usually the teams that are the most successful and or for whatever reason have beaten the team that you root for. You tend to view them as the bad guys, the enemies. You don't root for their success. In the Warriors' case, they ended up getting Kevin Durant, which turned them into the bad guys. Like you were seventy two and nineteen. True, but there was people who there was people who didn't like, but there was people who didn't like Steph before that. The Chiefs yet haven't like this is this like the Chiefs right now, but the Chiefs. The, the thing with the Chiefs is like a lot of people don't like them for the same reason. Yeah, and you know the Taylor Swift thing and the Kelsey. Yeah, that's, thing that's and the, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs started off as the Warriors, the big three: Tyreek, Mahomes, Kelsey. They lost it, and they're going back like LeBron and the Cavs. Like LeBron taking the Cavs all the years with scrubs. That's Mahomes one right now. When they do get their superstar, it could be DeAndre Hopkins. It could be somebody else. Then we'll talk about them again with the hate and vitriol they are. But right now, DeAndre Hopkins in this scenario is not Kevin Durant. Not right now. Yeah, no, he's kind of. Not right now. He's more like Iguodala. Give me, give me a wide receiver. He's Iguodala. Give me, give me a star receiver then. Devontae Adams. There we go. That, thank you. If Devontae Adams doesn't go to the Warriors, yeah, we're going to end up hitting the Chiefs again. We, we, we're going to despise the Chiefs again. Yes, if Devontae Adams goes to the Warriors, we're going to hate the Chiefs. Oh, man. You heard what he said. You heard exactly what Jared Hell said. Yeah. Bro, what, what would I be a fan of that team doing? You better have a 1,500-yard guy with another 1,400-yard Jared, Jared, do you not realize what you said? Wait, the Chiefs again? You said if Devontae Adams goes to the Warriors. Oh, dude, I'm tired. I mean, you go to the Chiefs. Shoot. And I and I repeated it, and you oh, said, yeah, no, yeah. Honestly, dude, 6'4". If you want to go play basketball, who's going to stop him? Man, who's going to stop him? So, Jared, before we wrap it up, what's, your, what's the prop bet that you're going to look for this weekend during the Super Bowl? Prop bet? Because I'm going to say, you know I got Chiefs money line. Uh, I know. We hear you. You got the Chiefs and the over. I might, I might. I do like Chiefs and the over. Uh, dang, we put this on air. Hopefully it does a little bit Hopefully nobody puts that out because the odds gonna change on that. Uh, I like Pacheco yards. I like Pacheco yards a lot. I, I do too. I do. I do too. I like. I like the idea of Pacheco yards. Um, I'm taking. I'm taking heads for the coin toss. <laughs> you bet uh, the coin toss. You called me a degenerate, yeah. dude. I've yeah. never bet coin toss in my life. It's plus a hundred either way. I might as well. I'm not, I'm plus plus a hundred. Yo, put ten on it. Win ten. No man, I'm not. Point, that life. It's 50 Man, honestly, I, after I told you that, I listened back, and we both took 49ers to win that Super Bowl, and then we both oh, taking the Chiefs. Man, I got man. Watch the 49ers win this joint. I'm gonna be so yeah. pissed. I'm gonna yeah. be so pissed. Yep. But I can't ever bet against Patrick Mahomes. So it's like, hey, hey, the hey. Only, the only time I did was when he played the goat. The only time I bet against Patrick Mahomes was when he played the goat. And guess listen, who, the goat, listen, the goat one. Listen, so it's like, there's no the, the goat's going. There's going to be there's going to there's going to be someone who hears you refer to that man as the goat in their Tom heads. Tom Brady is the goat. goat. <laughs> Tom Brady is the goat. Until Mahomes, like Mahomes, if Mahomes on this one, he's on three. He's just in his prime as a quarterback, so Mahomes could get catch up pretty fast with the team and the play the way he's playing. But Tom Brady took a Bucks team in one year to the Super Bowl and won it. Not many players could do that. I'm just throwing it out there, like. That's it. Maybe Jordan, LeBron with the Lakers, and he had to he needed a bubble for it. It's not the best basketball in the NBA, but he needed a bubble to win the Lakers ring. Tom doing it just to do it. Like that's really what it happens. Like they were asking Tom to come out of, out of retirement to complain with the Raiders. He probably would have took them to the playoffs at least. Think about that. So I was like, that's a good. That's a good. I still got Chiefs money on it. I also like uh, Kelsey Yards. Kelsey Yards as well because I think it's at like seventy two. I like him for hundred this game if it's a shootout. I think. 
All right. So thank y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you liked what you hear, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. We're still a five-star rated podcast on iTunes. So if you listen us to listen to us on there, leave us a review, leave us a comment, leave us something. Um, Straight to the Point is available on all your favorite socials at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jadup Hughes. Follow TikTok at underscore Jadup215. Finally remembered it, you know what I'm saying? Finally remembered it. Make sure you definitely check us out. Like us, add us, uh, reshare, repost us. Check us out on YouTube. The videos are dropping again now. Um, Valentine's Day is next week. Shout out Chris, man. He getting his his girly the, the big the big things, man. He do he do he do wonder. That's a that's a great man over there. My my counterpart. He's a great man yes. over there. He does great for his his, his woman in his life. Uh, me. My mama gonna get something nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my my girl is as well, but it's like it is what it is, man. Make sure y'all celebrate y'all special loved ones on Valentine's Day, whoever that may be. Yeah, arm. Um-